Gold A-Sides Podcast. The greatest stories behind the greatest hits of all time. Oh, Tracy. Steve, you're coming to New Zealand for a couple of shows, the Inviolet Tour, uh, touring two albums, Inviolet, but also you've just released an album from the 90s that you've been sitting on for 30 years. Yeah, we laid that, we, we finished that record, sort of. Uh, I only got eight songs into it. One of the songs I wrote with Nikki Six from Motley Crue, song New Generation. And then um, I had to get back to work on the project I was working on, and I was planning on finishing a few more songs for the for the Gash record. You know, through the years, I, I started to listen to the record, and it just brought me back, and it made me feel good, you know, because it's that kind of rock and roll. I just thought I got to release this one day. And finally, I did. I'm so glad you have as well, because it is an incredible album. Cannot wait to hear it live. And I know you're going to be playing some of it on your Hydra guitar. For those who are unfamiliar, your Hydra is a self-designed three-neck guitar, bass and harp in one. Was it a huge challenge for you and Ibanez to build? Yeah, in the beginning, I knew what I wanted in the way of what the instrument would include, like a bass neck, seven string, 12 string, harp strings. There's certain things that had to be changed so that it was playable. Then the Hydra arrived at the house and I almost plotzed. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? What did I do? I have to play that. I have to write a song. (laughs) How heavy is it? How many songs in a row could you wear that for? Well, I could do it all night because I have it on a stand now. But it's about 35 uh, pounds. And I had to work about six weeks to be able to stand up and play it for the video. Mm, wow. Um, it's very precarious because the, it's on a, a waist strap and it doesn't move like a regular guitar. So if you try to do like a, you know, a guitar rock star move, the Hydra will just take you right over, you know? <laughs> I'd like to see that. So I, yeah. So I have it on a stand and uh, it works fine. I'd like to see the uh, guitar case that that travels in. That must be a sight as well. Oh, my God. Well, it travels in a case within a case. <laughs> I bet it does. And I understand when you bring it out on stage, that is when most of the audience pulls out the phones and starts filming. It's hilarious. I uh, When I walk out and I pull the sheet off the hydra, I look into the audience. It's probably 80 to 90% cell phones. Yeah. With people filming gigs, and obviously everyone does it, do you as an artist go back? Like, Do you go back to the hotel that night and watch back a lot of the footage. I mean, it must be great. You literally get to see yourself from every angle. If I if I go and w- look at fan uh, videos online, it's to it's to critique myself. Yes. You know, it's to, okay. That's what you look like. That's what that shirt looks like. That's what that <laughs> move looks like. Ah, oh, that doesn't look so good. That looks good. You know, so you can you can kind of. I use it to critique, to improve. You said recently that as you've gotten older, you've liked to get closer, whether it's to the music, to the guitar, uh, but also to the audience. So does that mean you interact quite a bit with the crowd in concert? or? Yeah, every, every artist has a different approach to the audience. My approach has changed through the years, and a lot of the times it was based on what kind of a band I was in, if I was more like a sideman. But with my shows, more and more through the years, I, I engage with the audience you know, where, where is your attention? You know, it it can be all over the place. You know, I've seen it in me, you know, you could be playing and, you know, the mind is thinking, well, I wonder what they're thinking of me, or do we have a show tomorrow? Why does it sound so weird in here? Or you go off, your mind goes off. Ultimately, the best way is to not think at all, you know, it's just to be present, hyper present with what you do. 
And that was something that, you know, I, I went from being an extroverted entertainer in the 80s that would shred to more, you know, with my solo work, making musical statements, but still trying to be the best entertainer I could be to today where I'm merging the psychological approach to communicating with the audience. And the way I do that is a little secret that I keep to myself when I'm playing. Well, you're endlessly talented, Steve. I can't believe I'm actually getting to talk to you. It is such a treat. You're going to be here in New Zealand. Halloween night in Wellington, November the 1st in Auckland. Tickets on sale now. The latest albums in Violet, the Vigash album, both out now. Steve, I thank you so much for taking the time to talk to your fans here in New Zealand. Well, thank you, Tracy, and thanks to the fans. The show is really, it's as hot as it's ever been, and I'm so eager to get down there and play for everybody. Thanks. Gold A-Sides Podcast, the greatest stories behind the greatest hits of all time. If you enjoyed this podcast, click to share with family or friends. For all the greatest hits, listen to Gold FM.